This week on the O the Anthem podcast, in sports ball, baseball is back. It feels like it's been too long. It's like an old friend coming home. Uh, we're going to talk about the Astros in preseason, the Orioles in preseason, all of your preseason baseball. Also, Corey made a trip to New uh, to Las Vegas and saw the Cavs play. He'll recount that for us. And for your consideration, Harvey is guilty. Ooh, we're going to have a lot of discussion about that. Uh, and, of course, the dumb debate is coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about the last debate, the next debate, and everything coming up. South Carolina Super Tuesday uh, and a little bit of all news in the Baltimore corner. Uh, you're going to want to stick around and check it out. So all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Odin Anthem Podcast. First one to slam Mike Bloomberg wins the podcast. <laughs> this is Corey and this is the Yo the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode 307 of the Yo the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us. And I'd like to say right at the top, yes. an RIP to Mad Mike Hughes. Now, who is Mad Mike Hughes? Yeah, I was surprised you didn't know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, there's a fantastic documentary on HBO about him. He is a flat earther who okay. used to be a stuntman and therefore is 100% qualified to start his own space agency, build rockets, and uh, prove that the Earth is flat. Yeah. So uh, his big plan was to go up to the edge of the atmosphere, snap a couple pictures of the nice flat Earth that he saw from up there. Right, which, you know, because... Yeah. It would clearly look flat from that that vantage point, too. Yes, absolutely. I mean, no matter how far you go up, you're going to yeah. see the whole thing. It's a big disc on the back of a mm-hmm. turtle or something. I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Mad Mike. I mean, it's curved. I'm not an idiot. I mean, it has a little bit of curve, but it's flat at the other side. I mean, like. There's a bunch of uh, mammoths holding it up from underneath. <laughs> uh, but Mad Mike, unfortunately, um, lost his life in his adventure to see the curvature of the earth. Or the no. Lack of um, he, on, I believe it was on Saturday, actually, I just saw the update on the story, um, held a rocket launch in the desert near his home. And uh, the safety precautions that he took, the parachutes and, and whatnot, failed. And he ended up losing his life. So. Here we go once again. Brave men losing their lives in the pursuit of science. Or science. <laughs> Quote unquote science. Kind of like science, I guess. But uh, we can't dwell too long because, you know what? Our favorite time of year is back again. It's baseball season. Well, not really exactly baseball, but um, the first beginnings of baseball, I suppose you could say, right? If nothing else, it is for sure sports ball season. It definitely is sports ball season. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I have watched three spring training Oreo games so far. <laughs> uh, and by watched, I mean have had on while doing other things and like periodically looking up. Uh, I found that the uh, MLB at bat app yeah. uh, gives you notifications before the MLB TV app shows it to you. Ah. So there's a time delay on the MLB TV app. Hmm. And uh like so I was like sitting at the desk and then all of a sudden I got a notification that says like Anthony Santander singles in a run and I just like look up and I'm just like there's no score and then seconds later 
Hey, like, oh. yeah. Uh, well, and I would say... Which is kind of nice for spring training, because then you can, like... It half. gives you a little half warning of, like, yeah. something's about to happen, yeah. so you can go check it out. But. And don't get down on this team yet. <laughs> this team came back from six runs down to tie it up just a few moments ago, apparently. <laughs> our, uh, our furniture movers did better than their furniture movers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like... I guess what's nice is that, like, you get to see prospects that you know you're not going to see for a while in spring mm-hmm. training games like this. Like, Adley Rushman has uh, had a couple at-bats. Uh, that's really nice. But mm-hmm. I, but he's going back down to the minors. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he's obviously not ready for the majors yet. So yeah. he's going to go back and, I don't know, learn how to <laughs> lift cars off babies or something like that. What, what kind of thing would they do for strength in the Orioles organization? Uh, I like, mean, well... I, Basically, watch the movie Major League, and then you'll have insight <laughs> to what uh, it must be like for spring training. For Adley Rushman going around like bats for hats, <laughs> hats for bats. Just uh, I don't know. Wait, who are they stripping off though in the um, in the locker room? <laughs> if it's Major League, John Angeles. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, wouldn't be so bad, I guess. Or maybe it's put clothes on. Oh yes, <laughs> it starts out naked. Every win we're slapping. Some Every win on we put another piece of clothing on John Angeles. <laughs> Oh, uh, Peter Angelus. Yeah. John's the kid. I'm sorry. John, but, and John's <laughs> the owner now, I guess, right? Like the Well, uh, I mean, like, John's sort of like the, the uh, face right now. So. Yeah. I mean, Peter was never really the face. Like, Peter <laughs> Peter would just let out uh, Angelos law firm stationery with his yeah. thoughts on the team. Uh, and uh, I don't know which one's more inspiring. Uh, I think Peter. Hey, put the clothes back on, Peter. That's uh, <laughs> who we really want to see. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. Um, but, yeah, so you get to watch baseball. That's fun. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of the prospect of a naked lady in the <laughs> the early nineties was enough to like drive these guys crazy. Like, oh, not naked. She clearly had a bathing suit on yeah, underneath uh, it. Yeah, you know, like it was like pasties and a whatever made it uh, acceptable to be shown on in theaters. Yes, because like, yeah. I imagine if she was actually naked, it would have been an R. Oh, hard then, R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't um, want to fight that. Also, not necessarily the most attractive woman. I don't know if that's the one. Like, <laughs> Kathy Ireland was popular around then. Like, maybe toss her up there. No. No Bitsy owner, uh, who's kind of cute. We're putting Jake's wife up there. <laughs> what? Everybody else has seen her <laughs> naked. You might as well. Uh, sorry, was that a spoiler for Major League? <laughs> Come on, Jake. Take one for the team. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, speaking of taking one for the team, the Astros uh, on the apology tour right now. And I got to say, as genuine as I would expect the Astros to be on an apology. (laughs) Except not at all. Uh, This is... So, uh, a little bit of backstory. (laughs) Uh, There was a a pitcher who pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2017 named Mike Balsinger. And he's suing the Astros because uh, he was a journeyman pitcher but he had finally made it back to a major league team he had come over overcome injuries and stuff like that and he's finally back on a major league roster and then he has to go up against the houston astros at minimade park where they're using the sign stealing method and banging on the trash can mm-hmm. and you know because you can watch the highlights of his pitching and they're and hear the banging guys. of the trash yeah. can and um uh he lasted one third of an inning he gave up something like seven runs and then he was cut immediately after the game and never to be seen in the majors again. Yep. And uh, there's a pretty clear delineation of you pitched so poorly in this one chance we gave you. Yeah. That we're not going to let you be on this roster anymore. We'll eat whatever cost that was. Well, I mean, like, it's not like he was getting Ubaldo money. It's yeah. not like you had to worry about, like, you know, like, wow, if we caught him, it's going to cost us $30 million or so. Whatever. Not Chris Davis people. money. Yeah. 
Um, mm. But this lawsuit is out there. And basically, if Jim Crane or any of the Astros directly admit to cheating and using the system, then it's going to be a pretty easy lawsuit yes. uh, to lose. And for whatever reason, the $5 million that they're going to give up in this lawsuit... If that. Is if that. so much more important than just going out there and like not putting the noose around your neck for the rest of the season. Because uh, the rest of baseball is not happy at all with how the Astros are handling this whole thing, from Jim Crane not apologizing at all. <laughs> whatsoever to the players getting so defensive like immediately at any possible mention of them cheating well that's not fair listen everyone apologized and we said it once already do we have to keep going over and over it okay the team said we're sorry for any you know unpleasantness that may have happened when you played us that's basically a full apology for a cheating scandal that rocked baseball we're, and led to a world series we're sorry you think that we did something that we did not imply to do mm. and if we had done it we would be very sorry that we did it had we in fact done it in fact right now what we're sorry for is that we got caught for the thing that we're not doing which is kind like, of what it seems like yeah. it seems like every apology i hear is just them apologizing for getting caught doing it and uh, here's the problem if, if you find yourself in the middle of like a media firestorm and uh people are looking to you to apologize your best hope is to come out and admit everything and mm -hmm. apologize and move on because as soon as it's all out there, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You probably have to deal with a couple days worth of people going like, well, that's real shitty. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then eventually it subsides. But yeah. if you lie about something in your apology or you don't give the full truth or you don't give a proper apology, then you're just opening yourself up for people asking you the same question over and over and over again, which is what the Astros are getting. And I believe and then, we gave the same advice to a bunch of criminals over the last year. Like, yeah. Just come out and say it. The Me Too, everything about Me Too is like, listen, you're going to get caught. Come out, admit it, apologize, and the story will be over in a cycle. But instead, you lie, and then it just lasts and lasts and lasts. Well, I think the problem is that there's a delineation. You know, the, the problem with the, like, a Me Too situation is that what do you apologize for specifically? I guess if you were, if you had, like, one incident where it was, like, one of those situations where you didn't have, uh, Sorry, I blew your train. No, of no, 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 no. Yeah. It, it's just like if it was one of those situations where it's like I said something inappropriate when I was drunk to some girl once, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. then yeah, I could see the I'm going to apologize for everything right up front. I don't think it would have worked for Harvey, is what. I'm oh saying. no, no, that's gonna getting. that train's gonna like, keep rolling. <laughs> some people like it just doesn't getting in front and admitting everything is not going to be your path to salvation. Uh, and especially for someone like Harvey who like, you know, that could have come up in legal arguments, but I yes. mean, like for the Astros, it's not the same as like, you know, Harvey's going to be, we'll get to him later, but it's like five to 25 years, yep. like right now as constituted $5 like, million dollars, though, uh, uh, if maybe, maybe if like yeah. how much could, how much could this guy possibly require in, in some sort of like judgment? And that's, that's and, like, the hard how part. much did winning the world series win you? Like, I mean, yeah. like at the end of the day, like, you know, Wells Fargo just settled, with the federal government for creating the fake accounts and mm -hmm. the extra mm -hmm. mortgages and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it was a huge fine. And I'm sure, like, a normal person goes, like, wow, $700 billion. That's really... Seems like a lot. But, like, you know, if they made a trillion dollars doing it and they only had to pay a fine of $700 billion, then it doesn't make sense. Like, and I think that's the, the problem with most of the... I mean, the problem with the Astros scandal in a, in a nutshell is that they... Major League Baseball wanted the... Uh, input of the players to be able to 
figure out what happened. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. by doing that, they had to give them immunity, essentially, from being suspended. Yeah. And now nobody's suspended. They didn't take away the World Series, which they couldn't probably do anyway. You know, they might be able to take back the trophy by itself, but what does that do if, you know, they still have, like, a banner up in the <laughs> in the stadium saying World Series champion? No asterisk on the uh, record book. Yeah, so. I mean, like, you know, the, the only thing that they could really do at this point is, like, you know, work with the Players Association to, like, censure yeah. the players. But, like, even that is kind of, like, a sort of, like, you know, meaningless task. Like, I don't, I don't it, get what... It all comes down to money. And you have made far more from this game than you will ever give up. Yeah. Really. Realistically. Uh, and, uh, by the way, you're costing yourself more money now with this nonsensical non-apology thing. Because people are just like, you know what? I was okay with him cheating, but... This whole bullshit about, like, you know, uh, we're not going to apologize for it? Come on. I mean, and, and you're just making people, like, you're winding people up for a, yeah. a season of trouble. Like, you're, you're just going to, imagine if Altuve starts, like, 0 for 10 or something like that. And the normal, like, razzing you get from visiting fans is now, like, you're like, oh, you need a fucking trash can, asshole? Like, as you're walking off the field, you know, 500 times a season. Yep. Like, yep. You know, they're, they're, it's it's not the same thing as, like, which is why I kind of, at the time when we talked about this, where I thought it would be a good idea for them not to be suspended, because yeah. it's almost worse for them to have to deal with it than <laughs> be home. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can't have a mini bat night at the ballpark, because as soon as one of them steps up to the plate, everyone <laughs> in the place is just banging on trash cans all over. I bet so. you I bet you, there's going to be an all-time number of trash can nights in Major and Minor League <laughs> Baseball for this season. Just letting you know. Just giving you a heads up. Yeah. It'll be Orioles trash can night conveniently when the Astros mm, show up. Funny. And, like, it, you know, other things I'm hearing about, like, Dodger fans are planning on showing up for the first Angels Astros game in Anaheim. Yeah. Because the Astros aren't coming to LA this season. So, <laughs> so they're, they're going to go to the Angels game and buy a ticket just to boo the Astros. Oh, I mean, man. I guess I'll root for the Angels too. It's just like, while we're here, we might as well, I yeah. guess. But more like, importantly, I'm booing so weird, the like, Astros. It, like, I've never been so con- like, you know, like I need to go to fucking Philadelphia and <laughs> boo the Pirates. Like, <laughs> well, uh, Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, you know, like... Oh, when they go to Philadelphia? Yeah, like, oh, I guess, yeah. Because that would be the... Clo- or D.C., like... Yeah, I guess Go DC, to the closest then. stadium, like, go to the closest National League park so I can boo them. Like, yeah, I've never been that worked up about it. <laughs> like, but, again, uh, I wouldn't mind if people go boo them. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Make them feel bad about it. It'll be something to watch all season long. I, I think, uh, even though this is not a great scandal for Major League Baseball, I think that... It's setting up for an interesting season at the yeah. very least, so it, which is always wonderful. And for the league, they just want people to watch, so yeah. we're about to give them that. Uh, but shifting gears uh, to a sport that apparently has been going on for half a season already, mm-hmm. Corey went to see a uh, NHL game this week. Indeed. And uh, I think you said on the last episode that uh, you were too busy playing NHL yeah. 20 to go see your team as they came west. Yeah, when but, they were uh, when they were in L.A. or Anaheim, I missed yeah. them because I was playing the video game. Yeah, and then yeah. you went there and you were hoping that they would break this streak of losses because they actually won games when they came to L.A. and yeah. Anaheim. How'd that uh, How'd that go? Uh, well, it seems <laughs> like they came down with the Vegas flu, as most teams <laughs> do. Uh, you know, it, I'll, I'll say this: I I, I don't want to like talk a whole bunch about the game because I, I I don't know how much hockey fans listen to our <laughs> our podcast. But uh, no one cares. I, I will say this quickly that uh, I love going to Vegas. And what I love so much about it is that the fans are just the best people because they 
were such a pariah as like a sports franchise location for so long because of the gambling. Yeah. And finally, like sort of the way society has changed its view on gambling has now allowed Vegas to become a sports team, uh, a sports town with teams. And I, I'm just so happy for them, and they're so happy to be there. Yeah. And they're all so nice. And I was talking to this guy the whole time during the game, and we were, like, razzing each other about, like, you know, little bits and pieces. But, you know, he was like, hey, I, I ordered too much pizza. Do you want a slice? And, like, there was, like, a little kid who, like, came in, and he's just like, as I was, like, walking into the stadium, I was like, I hope Ovi gets 700 tonight because it would be history. Yeah. And I'm just like, where the fuck are you from? Like... <laughs> Little kid central casting walking up and just being like, you look nice today, mister. Like, <laughs> thank you. Like little cute, you know, like it's just wonderful. Uh, and all the all the things about, you know, Vegas being this place of like sin and depravity and stuff. Like, it's not Which, like by the way, it is. Never, it is. It is still that. Absolutely. I mean, you can get it if you want it. But I Court, mean, like you scared a small woman who was dealing blackjack by screaming obscenities <laughs> in her face while drunk at four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, by drinking at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> It was, uh, she's, she's had worse, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it makes me excited to go to a Ravens game in, in Oakland. Your experience there so far yeah. at uh, T-Mobile. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be different because it's well, Raiders fans. But I, I was talking to a couple of people about the Raiders coming in, and they uh, apparently Vegas is trying to make a clean break from the Raider fans of old. Ah. ah. Like, uh, they have not, like, worked out any kind of ticket deal for the black hole. Right. So yep. all these people who are literally planning on driving down from Oakland to be drunk and disorderly in public uh are like sort of on the outside right now which mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how i feel about particularly but it seems like they're trying to make a culture shift between where they were as an organization and where they want to be going forward uh, listen oakland fans uh i can tell you from experience you get like a little community at home where you're just a fan of the team but not at the home city of the team yeah you fall in with them and you, and you hope they don't go to a pretentious bar that you don't want to go to that's all the way across town yeah. And if not, you find your own bar and just watch football. It's really not that difficult. Listen, no one's going to hate if you go into an Oakland bar wearing your, uh, you know, skeleton mask and yeah. your shoulder pads. They'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, just keep that shit in Oakland. Yeah. yeah nobody, <laughs> wants to, nobody wants to go there. Uh, but uh, you mentioned Ovi's 700 goal. Yes. Uh, which he, he didn't finally, get. He, he didn't get in Vegas, yeah. but he did. <laughs> we, we were, uh, there was a lot of people going like, well, maybe the, maybe the Golden Knights will win 3-2 and Ovi will have two goals and we can, we can all enjoy ourselves. And I'm just like, or we could win, but that didn't uh, yeah. happen. <laughs> uh, but Oshi had two goals that game, so that ruined that plan. But um, uh, Ovi has since passed 700 goals, the eighth player in NHL history to do it. Uh, nothing else other than to say that that's a, a very incredible uh, uh, number to reach yeah. as far as goals in a season and uh, or in a, a career. And Gretzky is at 890 right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that Ovi, if he keeps up the way he's been, could possibly uh, eclipse Gretzky at some point, which was almost unbelievable, to, uh, impossible yeah. to think of when Gretzky retired. And like, I was like, Gretzky's number one overall all time. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, the thing is that, you know, the it's not just about Gretzky being number one on, every like, list. particular list. Yeah. It's him being on every single list. Yeah. Like, he not only leads in goals, but he leads in assists. Like, yeah. that, you know, it, it's that's unusual. <laughs> Be like if you were in charge of, uh, you've made the most cars for Ford, and you've also sold the most cars for Ford. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like two different skill sets are required for that... <laughs> 
that kind of like achievement. You know, well, I asked to say there are other people in between him and Gretzky at this point where yeah. he's going to have to pass them. Um, right. But I mean, like, I think the benefit is that Ovi is 34 at this point. Mm-hmm. So he still has hopefully a couple years where he's he's going to catch up to people who are, you know, like Yammer Yager, who didn't retire until he was 47 or something like that. Yeah. You know, he's going to catch Yager way before on, on, pace, on, on the pace, pace wise yeah. way before. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I'm really excited about it and proud for the accomplishment and it turns out that he's gonna be another a father again too so he's got a lot of things going for him right Ovi, now come leave some testosterone for the rest of us all right i mean jesus they they're you know like i i normally uh i'll say this i i, I usually don't like it when people post like videos of their kids like mm-hmm. going to the like toy boxes and being like mine mm-hmm. i'm just like i watch those things and i'm like shut up i don't got time for your kid and I just keep skipping through on on Instagram, but then I, I I'll stop on like Baby Ovi, like Junior mm-hmm. Ovi Ovi Junior, like where he's just like pulling out like toys and will be like my stick, or it's just like he'll watch yes. the TV and I'll see his dad like on the on the NHL broadcast. So I'll be like, Dad, Dad, it's just like, oh, you little thing, I love you. <laughs> A little bit of favoritism. Uh, that's okay though, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, We'll keep an eye on the uh, NHL season, which is apparently almost over. And as we've said before, <laughs> still has plenty of time left in it. You uh, you play 88 games to eliminate two teams going into the playoffs, <laughs> so it'll be a fun playoff time too. But uh, that will be it for sports ball today. And of course, we have to push through because. Oh, boy, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So uh, for your consideration, uh, let me grab the splash for that. <laughs> it's going to have to wait a little while because uh, half the or part of the uh, the brain trust of making that is in Mexico at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, enough vacation. Get a job, <laughs> slacker. Um, you know who you are. Uh, for your consideration, the man who made for your consideration famous, Harvey yeah. Weinstein, yeah. Uh, found guilty on two charges in New York. Not the uh, most serious charge. But no, but the upper level charges. Yeah. Uh, one of them, you know, these are all like uh, based off of best knowledge of sentencing guidelines and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, the one charge carried from anywhere from five to 25 years. The other one, only a maximum of four years and no set minimum. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one also required you to go on the sexual registry. Yes. Uh, sexual predator registry. So, so. Fingers crossed. Um, I imagine there's no way he avoids the registry, which mm-hmm. is not. <laughs> there's a lot of people I know who would rather do jail time as opposed to registry time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because that's it, the rest of your life. That's, yeah. Uh, that really that really fucks you up. Every neighborhood you move into, you got to go around with the uh, with the uh, poster or whatever. <laughs> I'm, sure, me. I'm sure Harvey is not. The the part Harvey is looking forward to the least is walking around door to door and just being like, "Hey, just letting you know I'm on the sexual registry." Yeah, so like, are you Harvey Weinstein? I know uh, yes. this. Yeah. I know this about uh, you. I still I have to I had to do it. I guess uh, the good news about today is you can take the word alleged out of uh, sexual there we misconduct go. with Harvey. Yeah, like you can officially today without worrying about the ire of the Weinstein Weinstein. Uh, Litigation department. Yes, uh, and and to be clear, by that he means the Harvey Weinstein uh, litigation department, because clearly the wonderful Weinstein company, which continues on making films and might you know want <laughs> to no. fund one of the films one day, they're gone. I know it's something else now, but yeah. you know what I mean. They it's got the same bought people. out. Yeah. It's the same people. Mm. Uh, a lot of the same people at the top. I think uh, Bob's you know. at home right now. 
Did like, he retire? I thought I the mean, part of the deal was they got him. That was, it was like, yeah, we're buying out Weinstein. It's not Weinstein anymore, but it's like 98% Weinstein company. And that 2% was. I think they were Harvey. just buying the, the catalog. Oh, maybe. I thought that was it. I thought it was just a catalog deal. And they, they were going to like let everyone go. And mm, Who bought Miramax? Disney. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> But that should always just be the first yeah. guess. It may not be accurate, but it, yeah, yeah, I can see them doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Who bought AT&T? Disney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can no, see sure, that. whatever, no, I sure. guess. Cash considerations. Maybe I, yeah. maybe I missed it. Now, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, what is interesting today is that it, I, I think I heard a number that like 5% of any sexual misconduct suits that are brought uh, to criminal qu- case or criminal court uh, are uh, successful, like well, lending uh, a gu- guilty verdict. If right? If you take Baltimore out of the equation, though, that rises up to like eleven or twelve percent. <laughs> so, because he can't convict anybody for anything in Baltimore. Yeah, but well, that that's a. Uh, I don't think there's enough cases there to throw off the number by that. It, it, it was something uh, like seven I mean, percent, I think. Yeah, was what I heard nationally is like the the chances of a guilty plea in a sexual harassment or guilty finding, guilty finding. Yes, yes, yeah. Um. And uh, so Harvey is part of that 7%. Yay. Um, uh, and, of course, immediately uh, his lawyer came out and defended him and said that uh, despite the verdict, Harvey took it like a man. And I don't know if that strikes exactly the right tone that you want to be striking uh, at that time. But I mean, like, I, I feel like everything that the attorney was trying to do for Harvey at this point was... Uh, play it as close to the line as possible yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so that you can set up for an appeal and so that maybe, I mean, because there was a lot of people predicting that there was going to be a uh, hung jury yeah. at the yeah. end of this all, especially when it was going in, like going like past the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it seemed like it was hung on Friday when they did the like three o'clock sort of like, <laughs> let's check How it you guys on the doing? jury. Yeah, yeah, what's going on in here? Um but they got the two counts, and well, and also they they asked for testimony to be replayed for them, which, by the way, as an attorney, is never a good sign. Like because so either, I mean, if you're the prosecuting attorney, you're hoping they're in there saying like that story really didn't make sense, and yeah. so they bring back the testimony because they want to see if it was what everybody remembered it was, or right. uh, if you're the defense, you're thinking like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> What they want is to make sure that they are set on, but typically that skews towards the defense. That like yeah. somebody has mixed up something in their testimony, and one guy on the jury is like, "Listen, I, I can't convict because she said this, but she knew she was actually somewhere else." Right, right, and right. It literally, is just a missed statement, but it doesn't matter. It, it's it's amazing what goes through the mind of a jury when they're, yeah. when they're in that position. Um, but uh, California still has a crack at them, too, which I, I find interesting. I Do wonder if they uh, go forward with it, depending on how the sentencing goes. Uh, as I was saying, that and was my question. You know, and uh, uh, I, I will say this. Uh, I, I'm glad that Harvey is getting time. I'm glad that it looks like it's going to be a significant amount of time. Yeah. Because it feels like it's sort of a, a makeup call for the way he's generally lived his life. Mm-hmm. But... Two things about this really bother me above anything else. And I think one is that he is older at this point, and yeah. he's basically lived 
a good life up until this moment, and he just dies in disgrace. Like, yeah, yeah. And the same sort of thing with Cosby, where it's just like you're catching somebody so late, and I know that there's like differences between like, you know, how many different people have to be talking about the horrible thing that you do, where it raises to the level where. You know, like it's sort of like an open secret, and then you being able to bring somebody down and blah 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 blah, and they wouldn't do the same thing for somebody who was a lesser, lesser scale, uh, sexual harasser or something like that. I mean, listen, if they they look at your tweets, they're not going to give you five to twenty five, like maybe a weekend or two, but (laughs) nothing that serious. Solid slap on the wrist. (laughs) Time Uh, hop is horrible for that. Just like, oh god, what did I say? Uh, Especially when Twitter, I, I feel like we should get like some sort of like reprieve from the government because we were on Twitter when it first started, and yeah. like it was just like a fuck. Nobody knew what to do. It was a madhouse. Yeah, listen, just, I have a really offensive tweet, which I apologize for. But if you notice, the <laughs> next tweet was me saying, "Hey, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Pancakes?" <laughs> question mark, and then engaging with people who responded to that. So I, I, we don't know what it is. I have no idea the context of this. <laughs> I was 22. No, I was really dumb. Uh, no, but it's, so part of it is like that I, I'm bothered by the fact that Harvey's so old at this point that it's not like he is paying for the punishment. Like he he still lived a life where he was living in mansions and yeah. going to parties with movie stars and you know like. It, all, all the things that go with being the king of Hollywood for a period of time, you know, yeah. I got to say, though, I think that, uh, you know, he, he was actually taken to the hospital right after the, the verdict was read, which was a big surprise, you know, yeah. uh, but um, maybe that Walker ain't fake. Maybe not. Uh, but I, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but uh, I mean, I think part of that is th- well, no matter what he gets, it's likely a life sentence because yeah. I don't think he's going to survive past it. And there is something about no matter how good your life was, that in that time when you would most want to be at home, most yeah. want to be comfortable, you're going to be brought out of your bed three times a day for a count. And uh, on that, which I'm guessing is going to be ad seg for him for the rest of his life, um, it's it, somebody might just roll in there at 3 a.m. and just be like, shift change, everybody up, and then like yeah. get him out. So like, it's not going to be great. It doesn't make no, up but for I mean, what like, happened, but You know, I mean, like, think about it. Like, so... Uh, you and I have spent our first 35 years in uh, utter poverty. Uh, <laughs> I mean certainly not any <laughs> any degree of riches, right? Yes, yeah. So I mean like we're we're uh, if I would have said like, "Hey, you could have been, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio for the first 80 years of your life, but the f- last 15 you're going to spend like penniless and poor and awful." You I know, might, like, I might take that. Like I I, yeah. I feel like most people would. Like yeah. I I think that there's a there's a lot of people who, who you know like people win the lottery and live way beyond their means for two years and then they're poor again. They're poor. Yeah. Like I I I think they would say like you know like yeah it was I I didn't spend that money properly but I also don't imagine that they're saying to themselves like I really regret all that time that I went on vacation and ate dinner. Yeah. <laughs> ate no. at fancy dinners, you know like. Yeah, I, I bought I a say, Lamborghini or something. Like, there are times in my life I have said, in fact, on this podcast, I have probably said, like, you know, Joe wouldn't be that horrible. Like, I don't have to worry about rent, <laughs> so there's no work. And uh, I get to read and write a lot. I feel like that's almost like a vacation. And if I could get medium security ma- or yeah. light security, obviously, like the, the country. Where you can maybe, like, sit outside in a yard somewhere and just read a yeah. book. Like, oh, it's a 14 year old version of this book in paperback and it's missing some pages. I, I don't really care. I, did I have to get him to go to work today? No. All right. It's uh, it's fine. <laughs> you're waiting Gatsby without the fir- first page gone. And at the end, you're just like, I just wish I knew more about him in his younger and more vulnerable years. Exactly. 
I was going to say the I whole book had me except for uh, I wouldn't miss the first page because I know exactly what that says because I've heard it enough. But yeah, the, it would it be that bad? And I don't think that that is comparison to how Harvey lived the first years of his life. Right. He would never have said, "I'll trade this for prison at some point." That's fine. Uh, yeah, you know. And uh, so the second thing, and uh, this is not a problem with this case in particular, mm-hmm. but should be should be noted that uh, if the scales of tri- criminal justice way too much in one side over the other, then they no longer become scales. Right. And uh, it's important to say, like, uh, much like the the old phrase about, like, uh, right to free speech, like, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend the right to, your, to death for you to do it. Right, yeah. Harvey was put in the ideal situation to be found guilty in this case. Yeah. Because people have been talking about him and all the things that he's been doing in various media publications and on TV and on the internet nonstop for the last two years, it seems. Like, you know, like it's it's been pretty consistent. I don't know how you necessarily find a jury who knows nothing about who Harvey Weinstein well, is or what they do. And, and that's fine. But I'm saying, like, there, you know, we... I collectively, I think we all like sort of like listen to like true crime podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like, or, you know, like see serial or whatever the case is. And we say to ourselves, like, how did, you know, how, how did they not see through this? Or how did they, you know, like how, how did everyone get on the one side of making sure he was guilty and finding all the things mm-hmm. that were guilty? And I'm not saying that's the case with Harvey, obviously, but I'm saying that at some point there's going to be a loaded case against somebody much the same way as everyone was saying Harvey's guilty uh, where it's going to be a lot closer to the line. Yeah. And uh, people's ability to push themselves in the direction of wanting to hang him before the jur- or before the case even happens is going to have a, a negative effect on people who are closer to the line in the future. Yeah. So as a as a culture, I would like to say, let's let's please try and remember that even though somebody might be obviously guilty of something might seem obviously might guilty. seem obviously guilty of something that it's important that we respect the process of innocent until proven guilty even if you don't you don't have to like invite him over to dinner or something like that yeah. you don't have to work with Harvey Weinstein I'm just saying like you know there it, it's just a very small thing that if we if we lose that then it it's lost forever and when we're dealing with tougher cases where where people don't know all the details, it's going to become a lot more difficult for us to remember that the people are supposed to be treated innocent. And I think that this was a jury that was chosen not because they hadn't heard anything, but this, the follow-up to that is, can you put aside what you've heard and right. base only on the evidence that you hear before us? And if they had come back in like four hours and it takes like an hour and a half to fill out the paperwork, then I'd, I'd be with you. I just think that the fact that they deliberated so no, long. It, I, I think the, you know, from everything I'm hearing, I think the jury did a fantastic yeah. job and, and took everything very seriously. And I'm appreciative of them for that because it's not easy to be on a jury like this because no, no. you're gone for a long time for one. Um, but I, I it, it's, we're in a really interesting place with criminal justice and, uh, I think that one of just in the case of Harvey's defense, you can see it alone and just the way he played everything to set mm-hmm. up for an appeal or played everything to set up for getting every single little thing out of the legal system. He possibly could. Yeah. He shows up every day in the Walker so that when he is complaining about not being able to breathe properly today, after he's found guilty, he can go to the hospital. Yeah. Like this is not, this is not like, it's not some grand scheme, you know. It's it's all part of like a calculated plan. 
yeah. to give him the most leniency and freedom he can get. Yeah, and I, I think if you're his lawyer, that's the best advice you can give him. It's like, we're getting you the walker because uh, <laughs> the best cells are on the first floor. And with a walker, they're not going to be able to get you up to the second floor. So we'll put you on the first floor. Or yeah. if you have a doctor's note that's saying you're going through something like, you know, like horrible, then we can, you know, send you to the prison hospital and yeah. you don't actually live in the prison. You're like in a bed and, you know, it might be a better way to pass the remaining mm-hmm. years and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like Rikers sucks. The <laughs> hospital that they send Rikers to has got to be better yeah. than Rikers. So if you're in there the whole time, sure. Uh, but yeah, so uh, at least that one chapter is closed. I do think I agree with you that I think the uh, whether or not L.A. goes after additional charges is completely dependent on whether there's a chance that Harvey gets out of jail at some point. I mean, like, I feel like if uh, the sentencing was uh, like uh, uh, Brock Turner. The, oh yeah, the Stanford race three months. Yeah, three like months where it's just like, well, he you know he he needs to get back to swim practice, so three months. If like the the guilty the the actual uh, sentence for Harvey is like you know like well I think four months and no sex registry is good, then I imagine California is like the next day like oh yeah we'd like to. Uh, I have a feeling that there will be <laughs> detectives in the courtroom and uh, they will say yay or nay should we pick him up yeah like let him go or get yeah. let him should we him bring him to not? California right now yeah. Should we? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I get, we'll keep posted on that. Uh, and the best way for you to keep posted on that, of course, is to follow us on social media because we talk about this stuff all the time. So where can they find us, Corey? Uh, they can find us at otheanthem.com, facebook.com forward slash otheanthem, otheanthem on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, if you're watching us live right now, you're probably watching on one of those uh, places, probably Facebook or YouTube. Uh, but we are on Periscope on uh, on Twitter and, of course, on Twitch at the Othe Anthem channel. So make sure you join us there every single week as we do a new episode. And go ahead and uh, follow the social media accounts so you can get all the updates during the week. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, speaking about getting updates during the week, we've got a lot of updates. We've been watching the Democratic Town Hall, which is not really a debate, but yeah, you know, a debate of sorts uh, for the last few An opportunity hours. for uh, the candidates to get out there and, and answer questions without people trying to kneecap them. Yes, yeah. Though uh, Bloomberg, <laughs> won't, <laughs> well, though Bloomberg won't be, uh, be here for this one. I think, he, I think he's given up the Town Hall to spend more time with debate prep. Oh, I was gonna Which, say they uh, have them. They have them scheduled for tomorrow at seven. I think I, I'm pretty sure that's off. I I, mm. I thought I heard something about that. So well, why would I don't he know need more sure. debate? Well, time? to be fair, he showed up in the debate last week for the first time mm. and looked like shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was a beautiful thing to see. To be honest, it, it was it was amazing. And Elizabeth Warren in particular, I know she's getting a lot of praise for her debate performance. Where. Yeah. She viciously beat Mike Bloomberg with his own arms until he mm. died, uh, and and fantastically put to the beat of Ether uh, <laughs> by Nas. So if you haven't seen that video, make sure you go check that out. the The best part was the number like it, it, Bloomberg, for those who don't know, uh, was mayor of New York City, but never really ran against anyone. No substantial right i can't well, remember like a single race that he like it's I mean, he's war- not a republican for half of them it's a war chest that's a problem it's like you're like well i can run against him like he's got 17 billion dollars just for this race like, well he's oh, also a bloomberg okay. like you know yeah. like it, at a certain point new york is one of those places where you know like 
I feel like Trump, even though he never had like serious, like people never thought of him as like a genius, like <laughs> <laughs> like his name still carried weight though. You know, like oh Trump's here tonight, like that would mean something. You know, much the same as like you know if you if uh, somebody was just like uh, oh uh, Laguardia wants to run for mayor, it's like well yeah he's probably gonna win. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know he could lick paint. I don't know he, it's Laguardia. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be mayor. Wait, you mean like the airport? Yeah, I'll vote for him. I'll vote for him. It sounds good to me. But See yeah, the guy I, who gave us the airport. <laughs> but the um, yeah, Warren uh, gave him a beatdown, but he really just took punches. And I wanted to say, like, I, I regret in hindsight my uh, my caustic nature during the 2016 election. Yeah, because basically I was saying the things that uh, I thought, yeah, you know what, it's not going to happen, so I might as well say it. Um, and then it happened, and then you elected him. All of you out there elected him president of the United States. So, sorry about that, everybody. I'm going to take the blame. I'll take the L for that one. Um, but you had an interesting theory about Bloomberg in this particular race. Well, yeah. So, I, I, I really do think that he's not trying to win. I think he's just trying to be like a good, uh, good mini boss mm -hmm. on the way to Trump. Like, he doesn't show up for all the early things. He shows up about halfway through. And now he's the billionaire with... <laughs> with uh, you know, discrimination in his background yeah, and yeah. awful remarks and racist tendencies. Mm. And he's just up there to be your mini Trump punching bag. And we can find out which Democrats are capable of like handling a Trump like, fig you know, like. And I think that Elizabeth Warren took that to heart because yeah. she was basically showing oh, yeah. she could take on Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think you got to pre. It, I, I did find it helpful because, I, you know, you get to see like uh, Biden throw his like little jokes in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like uh, <laughs> trying to razz Mike with his like, you know, like, well, I'm, you know, like I, I, you know, I was always the poorest, uh, congressman and Senator and I wasn't able to always pick up the dinner bill. Like Mike over here until light laughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, and then Warren's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this guy right here. Let's talk about these non-disclosure <laughs> agreements. You got going. <laughs> The word that that was to me that was my favorite part it was just that like uh, if if you're not if you're not on the level to debate somebody who really knows what the fuck they're doing yeah and there's some people on that stage who really know how to debate yep uh, yeah. and Warren is one of them and if you just set yourself up for like have you ever seen a cross go really bad in court yes absolutely like, <laughs> yeah where it's just like you know the lawyer the lawyer just says things and it just like sets up for like. You know, so you've never done drugs before, right? No, it's like no, never, never done. Yeah. Well, what about this picture you had on Facebook of you smoking a joint last week? Uh, I mean, listen, uh, you can't tell that it's a joint. Uh, I mean, I mean a joint like a rolled cigarette. Then, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the caption said, "I'm getting so high on this marijuana joint." Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I like, do a lot. I, I <laughs> yeah, I do it for the gram because bitches love the gram. All right, that's I, what I'm saying. It's right? just like Elizabeth Warren just like took the every opera, like just slowly set up little traps for Bloomberg to step mm -hmm. into, and like as soon as she got into the <clears throat> how many uh, how many uh, NDAs do you have and stuff like that, he was just done. Like he, he there was no because there's no good way of being Bloomberg in this situation and being like because like it, I I feel like what he would want to say in that situation is. Hey, I paid her more money because she agreed to keep her mouth shut. So, <laughs> yeah, say the quiet part wanna, out loud. <laughs> if we want to have a conversation about her being able to talk, we're we're welcome to have that conversation. Yeah. She's just got to give me back some money. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like you know, like she's I get, free to talk. If it was, if it was, she could talk to whoever she wants. I would have given her no money, but mm -hmm. because she wants to 
not talk, she wants to talk and I want her not to, then yes, here's a million dollars that I gave her to not say the embarrassing thing I did. Yeah. Like, I, you know, and and uh, it just it's a no-win situation for Bloomberg. And it, I never thought I would have one Democratic candidate give examples of things and then turn to another Democratic candidate and be like, oh, that wasn't the president. Yeah. That was you. And then go dive into the details of all like, that just by itself. You're not, like, ooh. You know ooh. what the... You know what the other thing too is though is uh, it, it's a uh, it's it's a good actor bad actor quality too yeah where like sometimes when you see a bad or an actor who doesn't have seasoning they mm -hmm. might not you know that, I think you could get better but I mean like uh, if you see that actor who's just like hold on a second I need to go to the bathroom and it's like everything is stilted and weird and not right yeah. like there's a way that she was not only delivering like really killer points but also doing it in such a way like when she was just like call them horse tooth lesbians like yeah there's like a a, a rhythm to the mm. way she was assassinating him too which was really enjoyable and listen, if the presidential thing doesn't work out I think Maybe she should go to Scribble Jam. I mean, she's going to be in New York, <laughs> go to Bloomberg's own territory, win Scribble Jam, and then maybe Dr. Dre will give her a, a record deal. I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> but uh, I thought one of the interesting things that came out after the debate was a comment that, he, that Bloomberg made in 2016 to a <laughs> closed-door, donor, donors-only... Uh, I don't think it was a Republican thing. I think it was a Democrat at that point. But like a, uh, a clear what a Republican thing. Where he said that Warren was scary, and he said, "Listen, if I ever run for president, the banks have nothing to worry about. I'm going to look out for them." And then, basically, this came out this week, and they were like, "Care to comment?" And he was just like, "Nope, <laughs> nah, well, I really don't want to." I will say this: uh, another another line I particularly enjoyed came from Pete. Oh, uh, hey, where, Pete. Uh, and a really well thought out and well planned line. I, I, I sometimes I know when I when I'm hearing a a staged line, yeah, but uh, they practice. Sometimes it's good, <laughs> and I, I I give up because it's good. He had the uh, as the as the person leading in the polls who's actually a Democrat. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was good. Ooh. Taking a nice little swipe Ooh. at Bernie and uh, and Bloomberg there, but <sighs> it's amazing that like. He spends all this money. He gets all this name ID. Like he gets support. Like there were people. There was upwards of like twenty percent of people who saying they were thinking about voting, yeah. voting for Mike Bloomberg going into the debate. And now the latest polls are showing him just cratering after getting rocked once. I like, mean, it's Kennedy Nixon. It's like you seem like you're doing everything you're supposed to do. You got the meme guys on your side. You got the internet basically is all talking about you. And you've bought ads in every market. You've gone from a guy who's known in New York and by politicos like us yeah. to 20% of people saying they might vote for you. And then you just dead fish it on stage at the debate and yeah. just throw all of that away. Well, not all of it away, because there is still a substantial number of people who said they would vote for him. But that didn't happen in Nevada. That was his, the thing. It didn't happen in Nevada. His, his complete... I mean, he wasn't on the ballot, really, in Nevada, I don't think. His, well, it's caucus, so... It, caucus, I mean, like, I, I don't think he was really on the caucus, like, as a serious candidate. Oh, no, I don't it, you could have... You can vote for anybody. I mean, there could be people... I think who he like, was showing up in the man. debate because it was an opportunity for him to get in the debate. Like, yeah. he hadn't qualified specifically up until that point. Mm. Um, but he is in South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, like, it, but at some point, someone's got to drop out because, like, there's no way. I, I'm not saying that Bernie shouldn't win the Democratic nomination or mm -hmm. anything like that. I'm probably going to vote for Bernie, but like, I don't, I don't get like why all these moderate Democrats are all getting in each other's way mm. if their thought is 
Bernie's going to tear this party apart. Like, Bernie's going to burn it all down. It, somebody's got to be the one. Let's yeah, just find like, him and let him go. I feel like they're all arguing over, like... I, I, at this point, I don't see any path for Amy Klobuchar mm. or Tom Steyer or uh, probably Elizabeth Warren either. I mean, there's a... Well, if I'm Elizabeth, though, I say... There's an outside chance, I think, that if Biden really romps South Carolina... Mm. And I mean, I mean, like, you know, like he'd have to have like a, a, a crazy night to, to make me say this. But, yeah. like, re, you know, if he went like if he won 60 percent of the South Carolina vote okay. with everyone else kind of thing. Yeah. Then maybe you start saying like, oh, well, you know, like maybe we maybe we paid too much attention to four states with no population. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we should have like waited a little bit. Well, I mean, I, like, as Super Tuesday, there's a lot of southern states there, too, that yeah. he, could, he could clean up on. And at the end of Super Tuesday, you might see something like Bernie wins California and Texas. But you might also see that Biden has won four other states because you got, like, Arkansas and, yeah. you know, Missouri and a couple others. Right. But, again, that's if Pete doesn't continue his, like, red state tear that he's been on. Uh, you know, he, obviously, yeah. not in, he didn't win Nevada, but he finished in the top three. And, yeah. uh South Carolina, he's likely to now finish. In the, he's projected to finish in the top three. See the the problem with Pete and and Amy to a similar regard is that they just have no black support whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. Watching Pete during his town hall tonight, like the the problem is that there's a there's a version of Pete Buttigieg I really like where he's the man. He's the guy in the pole position. He's the guy up front. Yep. Because there's a confidence there that like. It it makes you feel good when you're watching him. So but much confidence he convinces you he wins a state before they vote. <laughs> but if he's, he's like, losing, yeah, he if he's losing, that confidence doesn't look like nah. it's assuredness. It looks like he's desperately trying to get you to believe the thing. Like you know, like the, do your Jeb Bush, do your Jeb Bush. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a part of of Pete tonight where like people were talking like especially if it was like any black voter was like uh, going like i don't know where i stand on this and he's like sitting there like uh-huh uh-huh yeah i'm listening hear me you see me nodding like i'm, I'm really with you i'm trying to connect you feel the connection and like there was another one that he, there was something he said during the there was a black woman who asked a question and he during like the town hall? during the yeah. town hall and he started like bringing up facts that are like more relevant to African-American people than to white people. Like he doesn't like, he's like, I don't know what it's like to be a black woman. I don't know what it's like to be at a hospital and there'd be a 60% chance that my pain isn't identified correctly as the same to a white woman, because I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what it's like to be that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it seems like you just got like a stat sheet of black people. (laughs) It's just like, if you feel like you're in trouble, just pull something off the, I don't know what it's like to have, Sickle cell anemia, uh, <laughs> but I can I can imagine what it might be like. He's like, but my thing is being important for everybody. You know, being yeah. the same. Like, I don't know. Like it, you know that like non-racist person that you know that just it never happened to meet a black person. Mm-hmm. Like some some person you knew grew up in like the boons and the middle of nowhere. That Dave Chappelle black racist <laughs> character <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like never happened to meet a black person, and then just all of a sudden you got to talk. It's just like, well, yeah, I've know a whole bunch of black people, and they like. But he's the mayor basketball. of South Bend. He's, there's a lot of black <laughs> oh, people in South Bend. Saying, like, come on, man. There, there seems to be like this awkwardness about him, where it's just like. I will say <laughs> though, hey, from what I'm getting from Twitter, everyone in South Bend is just like, who 
I don't know who this guy is. Like he is so much more relatable to the black or to the minority community in general in South Bend. But then he goes on the stage and he's like listening to all of the advisors who are like, well, to win nationally, this is what you have to do. And he's not being well, I, himself. There, there is definitely a, and I think that Pete is probably one of these people that if you met him one-on-one, oh, yeah. he would drill down into your soul until you were going to vote for him for the rest of your life. Like yeah. there, there's a, I, I could see that in him. He's a Kennedy. But when he gets on stage in front of a lot of people and he's got to do that to a thousand different people at the same time, it doesn't work. Like it, it just, it fries him, you know? Like, like, and you were doing the little head bob. Now, if you're talking to me and you're mm -hmm. doing that, it's probably very engaging. Right. But as us watching him do it to someone else, we're like, that is weird. I don't, I don't want to, I don't see that. I don't stop that. Right. So, I mean, I think there is a level of that, but, in the end, I think he's the most electable centrist that is left. Biden won't give up because he doesn't give up until the bitter end. Uh, but I think one of the other things I'm worried about is Warren, Buttigieg, and to a lesser extent, Amy Klobuchar, have all made pleas this week for more money. They're like, I don't know if we're going to, we need your help to push through Super Tuesday. And that is, you were saying earlier, justice system, we need to be careful. We need to be careful with the electoral system. Yeah. Where Three really good but very different candidates are all struggling to make it to the first major day of uh, of voting. And Bernie has in the past, I mean, it's memed out now, but the uh, like, I'm asking for your support. You know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. he did that already. And that's because Bloomberg comes in with a blank check and just says, I'm going to outspend everybody. And because money is speech, it's OK. See, but I, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, when we look back on this election in the history books, uh, despite who ends up being the candidates and stuff like mm -hmm. that, I think we're going to look at it as the the beginning of the end of the TV mailer newspaper oh. empire. Because there's like, I feel like in every single campaign right now, there is the guy who is the old savvy veteran. And he's run 15 presidential campaigns. Yeah. He, he worked on Mondale's way back in the day. And uh, yeah, he lost, buddy. He lost. Well, I know, but I'm saying, you know, he like he he, he always talks. Mondale. Always talks about that time he met Mondale. You know, <laughs> like, but like he's just like you got to put a you got to get a mailer in everybody's mailbox so they know who you are, and you gotta you gotta be on the nightly news, and you gotta have a Super Bowl commercial, and these are all this all money that's being spent. Yeah, and uh, nobody, you know, and somewhere in the office too is the guy who is the social media guy. And he's sort of saying, like, hey, if we took this one thing mm -hmm. and spent one-fifth the amount we would on a television commercial, we could reach one million people on YouTube. And then they're just like, oh, I don't know, the TV commercials. That's where it's <laughs> We got to win yeah. California. We got to get a lot of TV commercials. It's just like, I feel like this might be the year where that starts to separate. But I feel like right now we're still in this place where, you know, the Warren campaign is worried about making more money because they need to make yard signs for California. Yeah. Like, Well, I mean, listen, uh, Pete's on it. All right. What has he proven? <laughs> Twitter can be a really powerful tool. Donald Trump showed us that last time. And all you got to do is invest in the app that's going to count the votes. And then you're totally <laughs> I fine. Mean, like, you don't have to worry about honestly, it. Honestly, for as, as epic fail of this campaign has been so far for him, I think Bloomberg has really illustrated how much name oh. recognition you can get just being like the digital media candidate. Like the, because I mean, like I feel like mo he definitely has TV commercials that are out there. Yeah, yeah. They're out there a lot. But I mean, like I feel like I've, hear more people talking about him and relates to 
a YouTube ad or something on Facebook or whatever the case, you know. They did a huge YouTube buy. And yeah. I, I, I have to watch YouTube most, uh, a lot of the day. And the number of Bloomberg ads that get served to me just means they are paying for that so that no matter what my interests are, it doesn't matter. I get served a Bloomberg ad. Right. And the whole meme culture thing works out both ways. If he'd never gotten caught doing it, it would have been in the culture that Bloomberg was this meme guy. Yeah. He got caught doing it and then became a meme of himself. Yeah. Like basically like they're making fun of the fact that he did this, but they're still posting the damn meme yeah. in a minute. Like it works out either way. And that's just good. He spent $5,000 per, um, per pe- person. And they're going to be doing stuff like once a week or twice a week for the entire campaign. Like, yeah. That is a really great investment. That is one airtime, one section of airtime for. Well, a not only that, but I mean, market. like, think about like. I, I feel influencer marketing is interesting. Yeah. Because nobody really knows what the price is, mm. so there's a well, chance. That, it up. <laughs> there's a chance you could find somebody who has like a huge following and does never gets approached by anything, and they work out for your specific brand, mm. and you know, like, just because you, they'd be like, "How much would you want to make a post about how much you love Percy?" It's just like, well, nobody's ever asked. Five hundred bucks? I don't know. Like, what's the price? I will say we <laughs> we do that all the time. It's yeah. just like, hey, you hit one million. So we you hit one million followers on Instagram. But what everybody doesn't know is that nineteen million account is also you. But we know that, and yeah. you don't do any advertising on the other account. But we figured out that you are the same guy. And it's like, hey, I don't want your big account. I just want your million. Just what's it going to cost for a million? Now, because you've always said no to everything, you don't know what actually it costs to do that yeah yeah so you're just like uh well as long as it's not on my face account it's my my finsta uh i'll do that uh i don't know thousand bucks sold (laughs) yep here uh, can we paypal you you got paypal cash app we got it yeah we'll send there is not a chance that any television commercial that mike bloomberg ran in california costs less than five thousand dollars absolutely not and if you Think about it in terms of the worst performing commercial that he definitely spent more than $5,000 on. Even if it was at like 2 o'clock in the morning after, you know, like whatever the thing that follows Fallon is. You know, like... Infomercials. Like, yeah, just a Bloomberg ad shows up in the middle. In the you're middle of the infomercial. You're definitely spending more than $5,000 on that. Yeah. And you're 100% getting less people to see it than a meme that was on Fuck Jerry. Yep. And... It, and by it, the way, you didn't pay Fuck Jerry. You paid another guy who posted it, and then yeah. Fuck Jerry took it without attribution and reposted it. So yeah. you didn't have to pay. I mean, the guys. Some, at some point, your your free meme showing on the Fat Jew too. So like, you win like three times right yep. there. Like, and then it goes to Tumblr, and uh, it has a whole whole life. And then it has a second life where other people are just taking out one word and making it apply to their industry or something. Like, yes, I love the uh, movie set memes is one of my favorite places on Facebook. Uh, one of the last bastions of Facebook <laughs> I enjoy. Uh, and it, it's so often, yeah, it's just like the Bernie meme, yeah. but it's just like, I am once again asking for your support in making my film or yeah. something, you know, like just changing the one thing to make it appropriate to the people who like it. So, but if you are watching, if you're listening to the sound of my voice now, remember that for, if your state is on super Tuesday, which Maryland and California both are right. Yes. No, Maryland's later. Yeah. No. Maryland's later. Maryland's later. So if you're in California, uh, you can start voting when you hear this. The polls are already open mm-hmm. for early voting, and Maryland will be open two weeks before. And you can day. mail in in California. Yeah, up until the day of. But starting now, you can start mailing it in. So, uh, are you going to go vote early, or are you going to wait to see how it develops till? I'm going to wait. Yeah, all the way to March 5th, and then uh, I'm going to or give March you... 2nd or whatever it is. I think it's 5th. I mean, like, uh, here's the problem: is that like I really don't know where I'm going to 
vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I know where I'm going to vote. Like, it's right up at Bunker Hill. I mean, but, like, I don't know where my vote is going. I uh, There's a lot of races down ballot that I want to spend more time looking into. And uh, vote down ballot. Don't just yeah. vote for the president. Jesus. Uh, and as far as the, the president goes, I, I mean, like, really my, my three favorites at this moment are Bernie, Buttigieg, and Warren in no particular order. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could find myself voting for any one of the three of them come election day. But I want to keep it open until election day because, yeah. you know, who knows? Like, <laughs> And then I give Corey a call at 7 p.m. on election day. I mean, you I know, maybe the-, the day before election day, we see a video of Pete violently stabbing somebody in an alley. And I'm just like, oh, I'm glad I didn't vote why early. did I early vote for <laughs> Pete Buttigieg? feel like a monster now. <laughs> Until I give you a call. It's not, it's not until I see the video. And then I vote for him anyway. Yes. <laughs> I want to know that when I vote. Uh, but no, and until I call you on se- at 7 p.m. on election day and I get that. Hello? Are you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you vote earlier? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put on my pants. Corey running up <laughs> First Street <laughs> towards Bunker Hill to cast his vote. Um, but yeah, so make sure you vote. Uh, I'm not going to, but... Uh, do what I say, not, I, yeah. not as I do. Uh, I won't participate in this sham of... But real quick, before we, before we get out of here, yes. uh, m- more along the lines of the, the Bloomberg is like a shadow campaign mm-hmm. set up as like a mini boss for Trump kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If there was ever a indication that this was the case, it was that as a, a in a national political director position in his organization, Mike mm-hmm. Bloomberg is hired... Former Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. And, and, as you may have seen our posts on Instagram, as I said earlier, oh, the Anthem on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all over the place, you missed out on us posting the anniversary of Do Your Job or Quit. Do Your Job or Quit. And it just so happened <laughs> that he hired her on the same day. She got a job on Do Your Job or Quit Day. <laughs> And the likelihood she'll still be working with that campaign because it won't be happening uh, by next anniversary is about zero. So <laughs> I just like to imagine that Bloomberg's like interviewing people and he's just like, so Stephanie Rawlings Blake, how was the relationship with the police department at the end of your administration? Mm, fantastic. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for me, too. <laughs> everything, everything was coming up great for New York and Baltimore at that time. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I just like uh, yeah, hi, Ed, kid. You know, we are we're putting a I like, uh, like your moxie. We're putting a special emphasis on social media. How do you feel about social media? Ooh, <laughs> catch me on my Twitter feed. Ooh, ooh. yeah. Um, but it just I feel like may, I, because of the council of mayors is that the national council of mayors? She was the president of the president. council of mayors. Yeah, like the see, but uh, I, does that I, get you enough clout? I don't know what that does. What yeah. is that? Is that like student UN or something like that? Like, well, no, no, it's, it is a, it is a thing. And I, I wonder if his idea is, but Pete, I feel like Pete is coming from the small town and is doing so well. I, Let's I, I feel like the council of mayors is like, we get together to decide like what, like to have a conference basically. It, like, well, it's, it's like it, a C, not CPAC, CPAC. Uh, what am I thinking about? APEC? APEC. Mm, damn it. I really should know. OPEC? This. No, it's the A. It's the ones who write all the bills. Um, the American Council, uh, AC, American Council on something and something. The Republicans go to it. They write the bills and CPAC? then CPAC. Is it CPAC? Yeah. Okay, CPAC. It's like CPAC, where like except for on a local level, it's like, hey, these are the things we've gotten accomplished and how we've done it. Don't forget, there's this national or the federal grant program that you could take advantage of. I, 
I I was I was pretty sure that we were not going to hear from SRB <sighs> for the long term. I was like, hoping I, we wouldn't uh, hear from her ever again. I, I I mean, like I imagine she might have come up at some point. Like, hey, you remember when the city went <laughs> went downhill overnight? You remember who the mayor was at that point in time? Remember like, the when a person actually said, "Give them room to destroy." Yeah. You remember when that happened? Yeah. Real uh, quick, fun memories. Real quick, just because you seem to think that we didn't do this, I don't know if we did or not. So, well, I know we, we talked might about as well, the like, thing. We might as well throw it out there, yes. just in case somebody is listening at this point and hasn't heard the story. Well, and wait though, to like, be to be fair, let's just uh, make sure that we get this the proper transition because we are going down to the Baltimore corner where you get the straight dope. Right. Uh, so, uh, there was a story recently. Probably about like a month ago, I want to say. Well, it was about a, a mayor of Baltimore who had to resign in disgrace. So, of course, we're talking about Sheila Dixon. No, no, no later. Oh, uh, SRB? No, she didn't have to resign in disgrace. Oh, that's right. She finished. She uh, should have, but. Dang. Um, the recent Martin one. O'Malley? No, no, no. The recent one. Oh. Uh, Pew. 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 Catherine that's Pew. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she- By the way, that's the last four mayors of Baltimore that I have just mentioned you want- there. You want to have more fun? Name. All the police commissioners since 1990. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we don't have time, man. We're, we're, we're going to be running <laughs> We're already long. over long. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the story came out that uh, during the raid of uh, <laughs> Catherine Pugh's house, uh, the FBI was specifically looking for, like, you know, devices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. that, that that's how a raid goes. We want all your, Give me all your files, your phone, your computer, all these sort of stuff so we can look for evidence. Uh, and she turned over a phone. Yeah. And they looked at it and but said, But not the this one they were your... looking for. Yeah. yeah they said, We're one. looking for a Samsung phone. She said, Oh, that's with my assistant in Philadelphia. <laughs> at which point, the FBI. <laughs> As if it was written by some screenwriter somewhere. Yeah. And then the FBI agent took out his phone, <laughs> dialed the number, and then they all heard a pillow vibrating on the bed. At which point, Pew apparently <laughs> dove on the bed. I think she still had pneumonia at this point. Yes, so, like, yeah. She dove on the bed and was like reaching for it as they were like restraining her and like, now, no, no, I gotta get this. It could be a tweet. Again, imagine that you wrote that. Yeah. The first note somebody would have is that's absolutely not believable that that would actually happen. I am one hundred percent writing this in a movie. I'm not. I don't give. <laughs> I just it's like no one I don't would even ever care if it, I don't even care if it fits. I'm just gonna do. I was going to say, I feel like that's the kind of thing where if you write it in a movie and somebody gives you the note, like, oh, yeah, no, that would never, uh, that would never actually happen. I'd be like, mm. Uh, uh, but I did. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Turns out it's for real life. Let me airdrop you something real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a story about her. And again, she is a woman in her late 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, somewhere no, around there. Uh, later. Really? You think? Yeah. I, mean, I she, think she's in her, I think she's like 60 now. Really? Oh, and she looks good for 60. But uh, just diving into a big fluffy bed to grab the phone. I mean, especially with the pneumonia. Oh, yes. Yeah, and sick. Um, 69 years old for Catherine Pugh. See, and again, she's going to spend time in jail, but she's had all this time coming up where she's been living her life, living living large on healthy Holly books and shit Mm -hmm. like that. Mm. Like, not up until the last, you know, like... uh, is it fair to say that 85 is like a good call it year for most people to die? Not if you're in jail, but yeah, I mean, I, theoretically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like normally 30 yeah. or 85 would be a good, like if, if I said Corey died at 85, you wouldn't be like, I'd be surprised. It was too early. I would be surprised. <laughs> and I mean, for the city of Baltimore where the average age is, uh, or like that, it's like 30. Mid, mid-20s. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, Catherine Pugh, she will be missed. Uh, <laughs> she will be missed. <laughs> She's gonna be in jail, not dead. Yeah, I mean, you know, we won't hear see her hear from her for a while. So. Yes, but you know, and uh, somebody should correct us if we're wrong. I am hundred percent sure we talked about the raid, but that this detail came out after, even though Corey's convinced that we didn't. But just, I think we talked about both, but we'll see. I feel I, like we'll guess, I, we'll see who 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 reigns supreme in this one. I would have noted the seventy-year-old woman diving <laughs> into her bed and grabbing the phone that was vibrating as if she was. I've told, I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I told it this week where it's like. Uh, how bad has it ever been with you in a relationship? And I was like, okay, so I was in the bathroom. I turned out the light and opened the door, and I saw a flash of light cross the room. I heard a thud, and it heard something slide down the wall. And I said, what was that? What were you doing? Nothing. But then I turn the light on, and I go over, and just in that exact spot happens to be my phone on the floor with a broken screen. And I <laughs> have to say to myself, is there a chance? Is there a chance she was looking through my phone? <laughs> That's what I think about with this Catherine Pugh story. It's just like, like no, no, it's, it's in Philadelphia. And you see the guy <laughs> flipping open his phone to, like, call. Because clearly the FBI yeah, just yeah, got a yeah. flip phone. <laughs> um, and you don't think you're well, like, it was late 2000, so. I mean, FBI guy. It was, like, 2015. Like he so. probably had a flip phone on a holster. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> uh, but you don't think to yourself, you know what? I'm just going to crawl in bed real quick. I'm going to put my hand on top of that phone and flip it over so it's not vibrating the yeah. bed. But no, she just waits till it rings and then dives into it. <laughs> just, I don't too, know why that cracks me up so much. Too good. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know what else is too good? Oh, what's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey to the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. And real quick, just before we move on to my little part here, mm-hmm. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, there is a uh, promo going on right now for 15% off all t-shirts at the Yo, the Anthem store. Ooh, yeah. Uh, limit of up to five t-shirts on that one, by the way, too, just in case you were uh, mean, feeling like you need a new wardrobe going on. Are there five different designs? Because I know you you go in and you do them by hand. There so. absolutely is more than five designs, so you could get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. 15% off. T-shirt 15 is the code. Uh, so take advantage of that. T-shirt 15 at the uh, Spreadshirt store at ODTheAnthem.com. So yeah. Make sure you don't miss out on that. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, and I want to see a new movie this week. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it will be, but I want to see one, and I want to do a review, at which point I will release it, and you will enjoy it. Uh, all of that is hypothetical and hopeful. <laughs> what do you got right now? <laughs> uh, like, what's the last one out? Yes. It was uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and uh, I don't know, what do you think about Sonic? Do you want to go see Sonic? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say my suggestion was going to be Sonic. Not that I am necessarily rushing out to see it, but I think I said this before. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to see it right away. Yeah. I just wanted to see it. But I want to reward them for listening to the fans. Yeah. And bringing back a Sonic that I actually am willing to go see. So. I feel like it did well enough that they'll have to do another one. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether or not I go at this point. So I might as well see it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the A-list makes it easy. By the way, finally uh, got the news that uh, Alamo's one is nationwide. Yes. 30 yes. bucks a month. So, yeah, I, the, my, my thought was instantly, like, do I want to have both? Because the problem with Alamo is, unlike AMC, I'm going to spend... $80 on top of the ticket. Yeah. So the ticket's free, but do I want to make that my every time theater? I would like, I, I think I would be more inclined to do Alamo if it was less 
because I'm going to spend more when I'm there. That's uh, I think that's absolutely true. Like, yeah. If it was if it was less than AMC, but like if I put my average ticket plus food at AMC versus ticket plus food at Alamo. See, because the, the problem out. is that like they have food at AMC, but I almost never want it. Yeah. But like when I'm sitting in the chair and I got the menu in front of me and I'm just like, well, I mean, like, I guess I could have some nachos. Yeah. Like, and the next thing you know, I've had <laughs> they have nachos at AMC. I just never ordered them. <laughs> next thing you know, I'm sitting there and I've had five drinks and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? An alcoholic milkshake sounds exactly like what I want right now. <laughs> Do you have cookies and cream right now? And then I got the bill for $140 and I'm like, what? Bit. I'm like looking at the light, like what's on here? I don't even. Oh, yep. I oh, ate all that, that alcoholic milkshake was twenty eight dollars. Yep, that's I ate all that. Yep. Uh, that's why. It, that's the way it is. Uh, also, side note: you can get this uh, beautiful T-shirt Corey's wearing at the Spreadshirt store. Yeah. Uh, you can also get a T-shirt like mine, which is just plain black. Um, <laughs> which is just sell store. plain black shirts. Do like Kanye's own for seventy five bucks. Just that, that's uh, it. That's. I, w- I will say this, by the way. This this shirt. Uh, I've personally owned for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy it because I wanted to see that the shirts that we sell on the website are of a discerning quality. Yeah. I don't want to like tell people to buy some cheap piece of shit. And this shirt has, how, how many years do you think? Uh, three, probably? Three? Yeah, it was before, right I mean, like, before we left. It's definitely fading. Yeah. But I think it's fading nicely, like an old shirt should. And you and wear it's it like comfortable, and it's like... Once a week, so this is once a week wear, regular washing, not like anything special. Right. And I mean, same thing with my uh, uh, Baltimore Corner t-shirt yeah. that uh, I wear. That's my wash, my uh, laundry day t-shirt. Because mm-hmm. you'll never catch me in a t-shirt that has anything on it, unless it's laundry day. <laughs> then I got to wear something with on it because I'm washing <laughs> all the other ones. But, uh, but yeah, so you can get that t-shirt 15. Is t-shirt 15? T-shirt 15. Uh, make sure you go to OTHEANTHEM.com and check that out. Uh, of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to everything that I'm doing, including the books that are available on Amazon. Barrow's books. Thank you. Yeah. And we, uh, I just put out Harriet, I believe. Yeah. Harriet was uh, yesterday. Uh, I have a bonus episode coming, uh, first for the patrons and then for everyone else. So if you want to see that bonus episode uh, first before everyone else, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Robert and Cheek. But then I have uh, coming out on Thursday. Hmm. Damn, what else uh, did I do? Oh, Marriage Story. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, I wanted to wrap all of the Oscar reviews, and that will be my last one. Harriet's not really Best Picture, but it was... Uh, the other thing that was nominated in the top five. It was, it was a top uh, uh, actress. Actress, yeah. yeah. Uh, not nominated for, for anything Cynthia else. Cynthia Erivo. And I was like uh, looking to see. I think that there is actually one more that I haven't seen that was one of the actors or supporting actors. Did you see Judy? I didn't see. That's what it is. I didn't okay. see Judy. Um, and uh, I saw part of it, but not enough. Uh, not the full movie, so I'm not going to do a review about it until gotcha. I get the full movie. But otherwise, then we'll be wrapped, and then it's on to... The exciting 2020, which has a really good story. All the things with dumpuary. Yeah. 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 Because right now is the time of year where they're dumping a lot of the movies that weren't good enough for other times of the year for whatever reason. Yeah. They got put. This is where Dark Phoenix landed after its fourth push from Memorial Day into February when they're like, this is a piece of shit. We got to get this somewhere. (laughs) And then every once in a while they release something in February because it's just like, Literally everything this movie is going to compete against is bullshit. So yep. let's uh, just put Black Panther here. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> it was, it's been uh, two years since we had a private screening of Black Panther. Uh, and two years before that, was, or three years before that, was Deadpool in February. Where they're like, you can't sell tickets to a rated R comic book movie. Yeah. And then it killed for like three Surprise! consecutive weekends. Yeah, so... 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, so make sure you check that out, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you are listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. And hey, if you're uh, in the comments on YouTube, let us know what you think about the new lights. Yeah. Uh, new lights by Noor. So, yeah. Are we looking fancy? Yeah, I think it looks better. It's looking good, even at the end here. So, have a good week, everybody. Bye.